Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Do you have a house full of kids trying to figure out technology? Maybe you're trying to figure out technology. Well, we have the man for you. Doug Swinhart joins us uh, with Tech Talk, and uh, Doug's on the air. Typically at this time, sports schedules permitting, uh, he's been joining us for years. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, uh, if you're like Shaletta and her kids are trying to do their schoolwork from home and having all sorts of problems, this show is for you. Doug, good to visit with you again. Oh, it's wonderful to be here, Steve. I didn't get a call from Shaletta this week. She well, should have called. Yeah. She she doesn't want you on the phone, though. She may need you to stop by the house and get all this sorted out. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to that a little bit later on. But, uh, Doug, uh, always a lot going on. Uh, when, when it comes to computers, the the one thing uh, I do want to bring up though is it it seems to me uh, the printer manufacturers have things figured out. Um, our network was down at work because we're in the middle of a move, so I needed to bring in my old hotspot, and I had a printer. It, it happened to be a newer brother brand printer. <laughs> And I brought in my hotspot, started with the printer, got that trained up to the hotspot, had my Chromebook. I was I was rolling. I was able to print. I was able to do everything I needed to do. And I've had this hotspot from AT&T for, for a number of years now. I rarely use it. Worked like a champ. And, and the printer, easy peasy to get everything synced up just like that. Yeah, sounds like you had about a 10-minute task, if that. Oh, yeah. I, Doug, it was five minutes. Once I got the computer set and plugged in, knew I had power, turned it on, I, it, it was easy-peasy. And like I say, I, I've had printers for a fair amount of time, and, but th- this is a newer brother brand printer. And nice. I, I was really impressed. It oh, was bro- easy. Brother line is a, is a tremendous line. And plug and play has come so far over the past twenty years. It's just incredible. 
And the only time it really is an issue, I have one customer who's got a brand new computer from Amazon, gorgeous little machine. But the monitor that his brother had him get was way, way advanced 12 years ago. And the, it's got built-in sound. And the computer just doesn't quite understand how that sound's supposed to work. But I don't think the sound is going through the HDMI cable the way it's supposed to. So the only time we're having trouble with plug-and-play today is if there's this huge span of manufacturing date. If they're within five to six years, it's usually plug it in and you're rolling. Yeah, I I was very impressed. So um, if I can figure it out that quick, I, I was really impressed because it has been a while since I've tried to network. Now, the HP I have... Uh, the the laser printer that I have uh, at at home in my office that that's a little bit older and it was a little bit more work. This thing is is brand new, twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one, and it was a snap. So so good news, they they've really got that part of it figured out. And and by the way, you're welcome to visit with Doug via text. Here's our number, and I want you to keep this in mind. It's a brand-new number uh, to text the program, 651-461-9226. And we invite you to send your text in early so we make sure we get it on the air today. 651-461-9226. And we got one, actually, before we went on the air, so I'm going to share that one right now, Doug. Uh how difficult is it to change a laptop hard drive, you know, the old spinning style, to an SSD, and how do you move the data from the old drive to the new drive? Oh, today this is just a piece of cake. The, nearly every solid-state drive company today is supplying a clone or mirroring software. You would need a small device like an external, which you're probably going to want for your spinner drive anyway, Pick one of them up for $9. Put your new drive in that external case. Plug it into your computer. Download the mirror software. It's about five steps. Walk away for an hour or two, depending on the speed of your machine. Come back, and it's done. Shut it off. Swap out the drives and fire it up. It's that simple. Nice. Yeah, it's way good. Way, way good. Now, and, I, uh, I know you've talked in the past, though, that you've got to be very careful when you take apart the computer, make sure it's not plugged in, all those sorts of things. But uh, you you can over-tighten those screws, so be very, very careful with the screws, et cetera. Oh, you know, the manufacturing, most of it's robotics, and I've even gotten to the point where I lay the screws out in the exact same, so I can put them back in the exact same hole. I I think some of these robotics, they'll, they'll go a little bit too tight, or they'll twist them a little bit fast and throws off the threads just a little bit. But if you put it back in the same with the hole that the screws came out of, uh, you're good to go. I couldn't agree more with the over tightening. That when you everything with laptops, especially laptops, just just a little bit of snug pressure fingertips, and you should be good to go. It's not going to come apart. It's not like the spinners where there's actually vibration. There's no vibration in a solid state, and. No matter what you're repairing on a computer, gentle, gentle, gentle. Never over-tighten anything. So just keep in mind, when they heat up, they're, they kind of turn in a little bit more as the heat builds. Um, so just uh, take it easy, especially Macs. Macs are really got to have like a soft touch working on a Mac. Yeah. 
if you if you put those cases on on the MacBook Pro, you tighten those screws just a little bit too tight. The first time it starts to heat up, they pop right through the bottom. And there's really no fixing that to bring back the cosmetics. And yeah, I understand it's on the bottom of the computer, but that's also going to let in dirt and better just to nice and easy. Just bring it to that point of snug and check it an hour or so later. You'll see that they're actually tightening up that stainless steel screw on the on going into an aluminum frame. Couldn't be – that was excellent advice on your part. Outstanding. Yeah, and Doug, one of the things you brought up over the years, and it is so true, uh, nothing will improve the performance of your computer than making the move to a solid-state drive. But is there a limit on how far back you can go if you have an older machine? How do you determine when the machine's too old, potentially, for that solid-state drive? There's actually two types of hard drive interfaces. There's IDE and then there's SATA. The SA, if you're in a SATA machine, which I think you gotta go way, way back to get into a, an IDE drive. And even some of those you can put in an adapter. But keep in mind that these motherboards also have advanced through the years. And you can have the fastest hard drive on the planet, but if the, if the bus isn't wide enough on the motherboard to take that transfer speed, it really doesn't do you much good. But I think that if you got a computer that's 10, 12 years old, that baby's going to take that solid-state drive and just it will be minimum four times the, the overall performance. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, people get all screwed up about this uh, megahertz speed and their processor speed and RAM speed. But all the while computers, personal computers have been here, the bottleneck has always been the hard drive, always. And even if your computer will not allow that hard drive to perform at its fullest if it's got a smaller bus speed. It doesn't matter. You're still going to get FIPO in the other day. And um, this particular machine, I think, is like seven years old. And instead of getting the six megabits per second, you got 1.9. But a normal hard drive is somewhere around 100 that it performs at 100 megabits. The two-and-a-half-inch drive is about 500 to 550 megabits per second. And these new NVMe drives, they can go as high as 3.2 gigabytes of data per second. Oh, wow. But you got to have the right motherboard. I put in an NVMe in this drive, and I'm getting 1.8 gigabytes per second. That's phenomenal on a desktop that's running an AMD chip. And that computer has two drives, a a 2.5-inch drive and an NVMe. Use the 2.5 to boot, push everything over to the NVMe. It just screams, just absolutely wonderful performance. Right. And the faster they go, the more we like it. Not just for speed, but they're actually more stable. A computer runs better when it runs fast. Quick break. We'll have more with Doug. It is Tech Talk. He's on the air with us for the entire hour. Here is the number if you want to send a text, 651-461-9226. We'll get the latest on Windows Defender. Is it enough for your Windows 10 machine. We'll get into all of that coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Windows Defender. Is it enough if you have a Windows 10 machine? Doug Swinhart's going to answer that here on Tech Talk. Doug, what about Windows Defender? Once upon a time, it was the real deal. Is it enough here in September of 2021? Yeah, you know, I'm really starting to question Windows Defender a little bit. It just um it just seems to be a little bit too invasive and it's continuously pushing you 
to automatically accept a, a, a passport account with Microsoft, which really opens up the doors to anybody that wants to take your information and swap it and sell it and do whatever they do to, to make their fractions of a penny. But when you got billions of people on the Internet, those fractions add up big. I, um, I'm going to say that if you want an absolute top shelf, I would go with uh, ESET, E-S-E-T dot com. And if there's any question at all, Malwarebytes is still and probably always will be one of my favorites. And the biggest reason for my bias towards Malwarebytes is the level of support is second to none. And they're all right here in the States. Now, ESET does a great job on support, too. But even ESET, as great a product as it is, I think support for Malwarebytes actually takes the, the, the whole thing to a level. really depends on what kind of user you are. If you're wrapped up with a company that has got you on Windows 365 and you're doing things on Azure, on the cloud, I think Windows Defender will be okay because you pretty much are governing a lot of the privacy and the telemetry and that kind of thing is being governed by your system administrator at the server level. And there's all kinds of new compliances coming down the road, especially DOD compliances, that they are also saying, well, Windows Defender is okay, you can have it, but we, we recommend that you get something in addition. If you install an antivirus on your computer and Windows Defender kind of lays in the background, and if anything happens to that primary uh, malware antivirus program, Defender jumps right up and takes its place. Just instant, nanosecond. So. It's um, it's good for what it is, but I think a company that focuses completely on security, you'll get a better product. Is I I believe that. So that's um, that would be my recommendation. Yeah, and Doug, when when we talk about uh, security, that that's one thing for Windows 10 machine, but but what about to clean it up? And this comes up frequently on the program. And I'm going to just kind of blend all of the text we get on what you recommend to keep your system clean and running efficiently, what should you be using? Well, you know that on every Windows 10 machine that comes into my place, one of the first things I do is I install Pervasor. P-R-I-V-A-Z as in zebra, E-R.com. This program, I, I'm telling you, each time I see an update, it just gets better and better and better. This thing's just a winner. And it's still in the development stage, so you can... Um, own it for free, but he does ask that that if you're a donor, and I think donors actually get precedence when it updates. It's um, and if you donate what you want, ten dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars, I always suggest that people get the, on their computer, play with it, get to know it a little bit, and if they feel it's worth the money, like I do, just make a donation that's affordable. That's the big thing. This thing does a tremendous job, and you, and it's got a one-click feature. Once you run it after the first time, the main menu says one click. You click that baby, and then you can actually click another little box that says clean machine and shut down when you're done. So you could, at the end of the day, put that baby up and could run for an hour, hour and a half, cleaning all the free space off your drive and whatnot. But when it gets done, shuts itself off. Next morning, you come into a fresh Windows machine. I really like that. That's probably my favorite program of all times. And it's just easy to get. Go to the site, download it, install it, and let the good times roll. All right, good stuff. Quick break coming up. More Tech Talk with Doug. Following the weather, we'll have a college football score or two. Minnesota survives. We'll have that. And then when we come back, 
I will talk Windows 7. Are you still running Windows 7? That's okay. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that uh, a little bit. If you have a question about your computer for Doug, send it to, and a text is a great way to go, 651 461 9226. That's a new number. 651 461 9226. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment here on News Talk. 830 WCCO. Still running Windows 7? Well, you are not alone. And we're going to go to our text line again right out of the gate uh, here on News Talk. 830 WCCO. Doug Swindhart, uh, good enough to join us as uh, always here on Tech Talk on Saturday afternoons. Um, computer says it needs a Windows 7 update before it can update. I'm not sure that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, so what do I do if it says I need an update? Oh, I think at this point you're going to want to shut all those updates off. All right. It's um that, that that's really a moot point, and you can still run seven. You just got to be cautious. I would say for absolute certain, you're going to need some kind of security package with that. Um, Malwarebytes, ESET. There's a number of them that would do a good job for that. And the you just don't want to go to, to Microsoft. There, it's just you just don't want to do that. And one of the big things, if you're going to continue to run older operating system, and this would apply for XP as well, if you're going to have it on the internet. One must absolutely have multiple profiles. If you're a, an administrator, you give the world a little bit more control when you, that profile is running than you do if you're a standard user. So when you're on the Internet, you should be logged in as a standard user, even if you're the same person. And if you're installing software or reconfiguring your system, then you um, log out, log into the, to the, back into the system as an administrator, and you're good to go. Like I say, it's got to be a little bit cautious, but Windows 7 was a mature operating system. It's a, I, I like 7. I still like 7. And a lot of people that have these computers that be like, well, why don't you just update and get 10 for free? But they may have a, a computer that came with a, with a piece of hardware for their business, um, possibly a sewing machine. There's just, just a plethora sure. of vertical markets out there that these machines were sold with whatever supporting device that that computer was taking care of. And you just can't do that. There, Some of them have specific IRQs and ports set up to go along with these machines. So it isn't just a question of being cheap. Sometimes it's to squeeze more out of that computer than you can, and that's just good business. But, yeah, I like 7. I think seven's great. But, like I say, have an extra commercial antivirus. Um, Avira would be a good one with that. That watches 7 like a hawk. Uh, there's a whole bunch of good ones out there, but I like seven. Always have, and I think many people feel that way. I'm a little upset when they lost XP, too, but that made sense. XP was a 32-bit program. Windows 7 is a 64, and we're still at 64-bit. So I, um, I'm i not so certain I agree with all of the, the changes at Microsoft, but, you know, they don't listen to what I say, Steve. I've tried. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing is, is that Windows XP... Uh, where I work during the week, we still have a machine that uses XP. Now, it's not on the Internet. We, we put files into it. it what it is is it's a, it's a high-speed inkjet printer, mm-hmm. and that that's one of the things you alluded to. 
it, it runs on XP. It's a standalone machine. It's not on the internet. It's not on the network. When we bring files to that machine and to that computer, and it's, it's on one of those little thumb drives or oh, USB absolutely. drives. Absolutely. And, and, that, so, and that'll so, work fine. Yeah. As long as, as long as everybody stays in 32-bit, you start putting 64-bit to it. But a lot of software today, even on 64-bit computers, is still running 32-bit. Microsoft Windows just takes both of those and melds them completely invisible. A wonderful system. Yeah. Yeah. XP was a great system. Did that printer come with that computer that they were sold and bought together? Yeah, and be, because the heads run on XP, and that that gets into why that it, the machine still works great, still does good work. We just have it separated from the network and certainly not on the Internet. And I would say it's not recommended to have an XP machine on the Internet. As you talk, you know, you, you may need some advanced help in dealing with that, but uh, good stuff for sure. Back to Provisor. I'm going to spell it out for folks real quick. We had a number of texts. Uh, Provisor came up. P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. Once again. For those who, who each and every week say, can you slow down? I'm going to do it one more time, and then that's it for the program today. Provisor, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. There you go. Uh, we, we did our public service announcement uh, here on the program. Um, th- this is one that we haven't seen for a while. Our IP. TV services legal to stream. Um, I'm yes. not. I'm not particularly familiar with that. Uh, help us out. Uh, yes, um, there's um, th- there's a, a lot of controversy across the country going on with that right now. Uh, many of the um, the larger um, television corporations moved into uh, what was known as. Kill Cody, K-O-D-I, which was one of the interfaces that you could have on a computer and download complete movies. And even though it, it's, it has a reputation that people are stealing entertainment, but I don't see that to be the case. I think 90% of the people just want to be able to get TV and they're willing to pay. Uh, it's not a perfect science, but there's all kinds of legal internet protocol TV Appliances out there. When you start this cutting the cable thing, you know, everybody wants to be, tell you that it's simple. You'll have it yeah. done in a couple hours. It's not. It's uh, It can get really involved, especially if you want to create your own media center where it's operating like a DVR. And that's the ultimate. Because once you get that, you're golden. But we're still going through some hoops with that. And they have a, some serious um, issues if you're going to run a VPN. Uh, but you have to be in a mindset that just because you can have a VPN and go to another country and then come back to the U.S. to Netflix, for example, uh, Netflix is, just can't allow that. It's against the law. So if you stay in touch, I, there's several of them. I bought one for, I think it was like 80 bucks for three years. It does all the sports things that are legal to broadcast, all the local channels. You can actually do a, a cord cutting thing today with uh, Comcast, but when you do that, you're going to need more bandwidth. When I did this, I took my bandwidth at Comcast to a full gig. I rarely see more than 500, but we got to be concerned with them as well. If they have 
70% of their people trying to get by cheap, cheap, cheap. Well, I don't know. I would miss Comcast if they were gone, Comcast Xfinity. I think they do a good job. Like corporations, I feel that they overcharge. I feel that anytime I write a check. But it's a, it's a little more complex than what you think. But once you get started at it, it really comes pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime TV pops in. And the only two pay services I have is uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime right now. And I got all kinds of stuff. I get all the local channels through, um, um, and Comcast allows that. They're, they're not going to block anything. Uh, sometimes I think that the TV itself gets a little confused because I can't really clean out my Samsung TV like I do a computer. I'm hoping that will change it over the years. But your Internet usage is going to go up. And you're seeing all Internet service providers today starting to place caps on their plans. So if you go past that cap, you'll either get uh, some kind of a, a, a fine or a, or, a, or or they'll – Xfinity does a good job there, too. They alert you like seven days beforehand, and then they'll tell you that you can pay by the gig or whatever you're going to do. It's a, This is going to be a complex issue. I think it's way overdue. I like what's going on. I just hope that everybody can stay level-headed and use a little common sense with, well, I'm going to put a $20 indoor antenna and never have to pay another nickel. Not quite that simple. Yeah, and, but and here, here's the thing about that. For, for the people who don't want to pay cable or, or pay for, for satellite TV, direct TV, there, there's DISH. And then, of course, there's your local cable provider, whoever that is in the community you live in. Exactly. Um, it depends on where you live in the Twin Cities area. Now, I live in the northern suburbs. I've got a great line of sight to the three television towers in Shoreview. And I think anybody who's driven on 694 knows where the TV tower farm is. That's where all the local television stations transmit from. Channel 2, Channel 4, 5, 9, 11, uh, even, even the old UHFs, 23. They're, they're all switching over to digital television. And when, yes, I cut, when I cut the cable, the first thing I did, and that was get rid of the dish. It wasn't cut the cable. I was, I was a DirecTV subscriber. When I got rid of that, the first thing I did is replace the dish on the roof with a small antenna probably the size of, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, a dinner plate, a little, little bit bigger than a dinner plate, mm-hmm. and it's a little square screen. And what I was able to do is bring in on that same cable all these over-the-air channels, uh, and they're crystal clear. The reception is phenomenal. And I brought that into the house and distribute that through the house, just like the old days, just like the old days over-the-air free TV via antenna, but it depends on where you live. If you live 100 miles from the cities, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, But if you live right here in town, particularly in the northern suburbs, if you live in an apartment building, it might be tricky. So there, there are options, but where I started in cutting the cord was get an antenna and pull in over the air all the free stuff I could get. And then we have the Netflix and Amazon Prime like you have. And then mm-hmm. I have a subscription to YouTube TV as well. But you're absolutely right. This gobbles up bandwidth. You need very good internet for that to be a pleasant experience. And so, you know something else, Steve? The, the area that we live in, we live in a real interesting 
area when it comes to television reception is that no matter where you are in the suburbs, you are almost guaranteed to be higher than where the telephone stations are. And these beams seem to travel up better than they travel down. And I'm still planning on getting a small antenna. With that small and, and the antennas, oh, my goodness, you can get such dynamite into And they don't have to be big, like you say, 12 inches by 12 inches, side of your house, one cable coming in. You could do the splitter thing and do the whole thing, probably less than 150 bucks. Yeah. And once it's there, that's not going to use any bandwidth. That's huge. And yeah. I really like the tech. One thing I would warn people, don't get wrapped up with this marketing stuff, high-def antenna. There's no such thing. We got VHF and UHF, and they're, what, how they pull in the signal has, has nothing to do with the resolution on the screen that's being displayed. And that being said, nearly every channel that's broadcasting that you could pick up with an antenna today is broadcasting high-def. It's, it's crystal clear. I mean, it looks wonderful. Yeah, it, so it, it, that that is a big topic on TV, and it can get very confusing in a hurry. And I know there there are a lot there are companies in town that are helping folks with this that will install that over the ear antenna and help you kind of map this out. Because yeah, you're you're absolutely right. There there's a lot of different ways to attack this. There, there are streaming services, but as Doug pointed out, in my experience, bandwidth, if you don't have very good Internet, you're going to fight it. You're going to oh, hate it. Uh, ugly. You, you're, you're not going to enjoy the experience. So, so you, you, you're going to pay one way or another. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, and, and bandwidth is a big part of it. We've got to take a break right now. We're going to come back with more tech talk. We're going to buzz through our text line. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, on the text line, and by the way, that number again, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Yeah, cord cutting, uh, we, we've definitely hit a nerve, a lot of activity on that, a lot of people wondering how and Doug, I, I think this is an important point. Whenever it comes to uh, computers, any sort of technology, even even when it comes to streaming on a, on a monitor, so you can watch video, television programs, sports, whatever, it all gets back to one thing. And you've said this for years, and it's so true. What is your time worth? Oh, and that is, if if you're getting the cheapest internet at home to save a few bucks. Um, is it really worth it, or is it better to get the fastest available internet because it gets back into what is your time worth? And if you're struggling and you, you've tried to cut the cord and you have an antenna and, and you have apps on your TV and you're trying to stream and keep it all straight, that's aggravating, and that gets back into life is too short. At some it point is. in time. If you're going to all this trouble and you're saving 10 or $15 a month, you, you got to wonder, is it really worth all that trouble? And maybe going back to satellite TV or cable TV, no matter who your provider is, no matter where you live, might be the way to go. If, if, think, it's, that, if, if it's that much trouble, it isn't worth it. I think we're going to see more of that heading back. Yeah, what, what a lot of people don't even realize, even in the slightest, is over the years, in order to have the, the amount of data being carried over the Internet, Video and music 
has gone through generations in five, 10 years at a crack, generations of changes and compression. So as these, as this entertainment is coming into your house, especially legal, it has to have on the inside of your house what's called a transcoder. It's got to unpack that so you can preserve the picture quality from a, from a highly compressed state. And not all stations use the same transcoding techniques. And the computer, if you're going to put this on a computer, you've got to have a pretty beefy machine. And the one I built, I tried to stay cheap, but I'm, I'm at $800 for my computer. And that, that's just the PC. Now, it's nice it looks down there, and you can do less expensive ones. But if you're going to be able to have two or three TVs watching, and they transcode as they're being viewed, and they transcode as they're coming in. So my particular computer is set up so I can do 32 streams of transcoding simultaneously. There's three of us in the house. So it, um, it, it gets a little bit more involved than people think. Yeah. And I agree. People are, Jason, I don't want to spend 20 hours a week doing the maintenance of all this stuff. I, uh, yeah, I, I had visions of it just all going together, and, oh, I've been at it now for about a year and a half. It's not just all going together. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of complexity into this. Once you get it set up, and say you have a service like Plex. Plex is one of those um, user interfaces, so to speak, probably one of the most popular ones. And you buy a lifetime membership, I believe, for 120 bucks. So you're done paying there. Uh, but it's, uh, they also have an awful lot of commercials on their public broadcasts. So you're really not getting away from it too much. It's almost identical. And Xfinity today, if you buy a strong enough Internet package and you're up front with them, and they've got a package, I think it's called their Flex Package, you actually get a TV box that takes care of all that transcoding. I am dangerously close to going down and getting one. I've, uh, I've had it with my end of the challenge. I just don't have the time. feels like I'm chasing pen- I'm tripping over dollars chasing pennies. Yeah. And entertainment should be entertainment, not work, work, work. One, one follow-up to that. Uh, if I change out an antenna or get an upgraded antenna, should I re-scan my smart TV? Yes. Um, and, yeah, and the absolutely. reason is is because a good reason to rescan is that all the local channels are adding sub channels, so it's good to rescan every now and then. Um, you, you never know what's going to pop up, and I know Care Eleven is making the move uh, to digital broadcast. Not going to bore you with all the details, but at some point they'll announce it, and you'll need to rescan to pick that up. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, quick hour for sure. Doug, the first thing we need to do is get your phone number and email and tell folks that we'll be back next Saturday as well at 2 o'clock. Once again, your phone number, email, how do people reach you? Oh, thank you, Steve. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOTech.com. 651-552-9543. 651-552-9543. Thank you, Steve. And you should get outside this weekend a little bit. Oh, yeah. I will, for sure. I, I've got I got yard work to do. i got to mow. Uh, the leaves are falling. Uh, I can't believe that already, but, but here they are. Yeah, Doug, mm-hmm. always great. Thanks. Yeah, be well. All right, there he is, Doug Swinhart. It is Tech Talk. Saturday is between 2 and 3 here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.